0: If you'd asked me 10 years ago, would I be sitting in this office doing what I'm doing right now? I'd say it's probably not likely, but the opportunity presented itself. We're literally changing the foundations of agriculture finance, not only for Indian country. I think what's going to be the change for the rest of the world. I just don't take impossibility very
1: well at all. Welcome everyone to the Small Business Roundup. I'm Chris, I'm your host. I'm here with my wife, Joe, and we have Zach Duchamero and Jen Zeller with us. And today we're gonna to be talking about motivation. And just to give you a little background on Zach and Jen, for the last couple of years, I've been um, out at their ranch in South Dakota hosting the uh, annual photography workshop. Prior to that, Jen and I, I guess it's fair to say, Jen, that we've known each other for a while now. Yep. Um, I actually met on Instagram, and as luck would have it, uh, I was up covering an event at one of the dude ranches here in Utah, and one of the cowboys there uh, was taking a break, and I went over and talked to him. As it turns out, he's from South Dakota, and I asked him if he knew Jen and Zach, and Sure enough, he learned to rope and ride on their ranch, so we have, we have a rather long history together, and like I said, today we're going to be talking about motivation, and where Jen and Zach are located lends itself, I think, to being one of those rural areas where you have to pick up the pace more than, let's say, you would in a city because you're, you're in such a rural area. But I'm going to turn it over to these guys now, and if one of you would just tell us who you are, what you do, where you do it, how you do it, and most importantly, why you do it.
2: Are we? Are we doing ladies first? <laughs> yeah, so for Jen. <laughs> well, I um, I'm Jen Deller, like Chris said, and um, I moved to the ranch here in South Dakota in 2008. Prior to that, I trained barrel horses for a living. And when I came out here, um, Zach wooed me with the horses, which wasn't really hard to do. Um, <laughs> we fell in love, and um, that's kind of all she wrote. But I've been given the great opportunity since I've been here to um, learn photography, which was another outlet for me um, from an artistic standpoint, because I've done art my whole life. Um drawing and painting and those sorts of things so the photography was a nice outlet for me and then it also allows me the opportunity to share this lifestyle with the rest of the world so I hear from people every day that are like oh man you're taking me back to my childhood when I grew up in western South Dakota or when I grew up on a farm in Indiana or you know thank you so much for for showing us the, the peacefulness that you get to surround yourself with. So that's kind of cool. Um, I originally started on Instagram um, basically as a way to, to showcase ranch life and to try to help bridge the gap between what um, consumers, um, you know, think about their food and what actually happens to make their food. So cool. And how
0: about you, Zach? Uh, My name is Zach Ducheneau. I am a member of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. And we are located within what is known as South Dakota in the United States of America. (laughs) We are a, myself and my siblings are the third generation to be operating on the ranch there in, in the eastern part of the reservation. And we've got the fourth generation coming up behind us with, A lot of new ideas that have us poised to go into the 21st century. We do a little bit of everything there. And I think the primary motivating factor for all of us is finding a way to give back to others. We feel like we've been very fortunate in our existence and through our upbringing. And we feel a sense of community that ties back to our heritage to give that as freely as we can to others so that they might be able to borrow a part of it from us. I'm coming to you today from the Great Plains Regional Office of the Intertribal tribal Agriculture Council, where I'm the executive director of a nonprofit that's charged with helping other producers get situated in a way that we're trying to get situated ourselves to maximize the the profit potential and the peace of mind that comes with it when you can properly realize income from your ag operation.
3: Yeah,
1: yes. yeah you bet. Zach, would you mind touching on uh, what you were doing as far as financing for the tribe there? Um, keeping cattle in-house within the reservation there and promoting, um, promoting agriculture within the tribe there on the reservation.
0: Absolutely. And we work on that on a national level. So it's all federally recognized tribes and Alaskan native villages use our services. And a major part of our emphasis is to start to remove some of the entities that are extracting from the economic cycle between the producer and the consumer. For instance, this year on the Cheyenne River Sioux Reservation, everybody's selling their feeder calves for you know $825 a head and happy with that. When in reality, if they could afford to hold those animals over, for another 12 or 14 months, pay the processing on them and have a market for the beef, even selling it as burger, they're gonna be netting an additional $600 ahead. And it's just a matter of helping put the pieces in place, starting with a firm foundation of affordable finance to do that because right now we're all trapped by structures outside of our control
1: that keep us in this commodity cycle. It's, it almost seems like a vicious cycle that you can get in, and especially breaking that cycle I think is a great lead-in to staying motivated because it's definitely not something that would be a, a quick fix. Would you agree with that?
0: I, I would absolutely agree. And, I, you know, the way I would explain my personal motivation is I've, I've never been a thrifty person, but I, I don't have as much to give or offer others in the way of time or resource if I don't accumulate some for myself first. So I've found a job that lets me engage that passion that hopefully kills two birds with one stone.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah I love it. Exactly. I love it. I can see um, you know just jumping around here a little bit I, I definitely can see uh, how and why Jen fell in love with it there and um, and it's something that I I think about often and I think about the uh, the piece and and how much you guys give uh, anybody who comes to the ranch um, and sharing that the lifestyle there. And it's, it's really quite a spiritual experience to be out there with you. And, and, uh, but I definitely can see where, you know, you don't have the hustle and bustle of everybody motivating you. You guys really have to keep, keep things going yourself. And, and how do you, how do you Jen keep things, keep things going?
2: Oh man. Um, Zach's gonna cringe when I say this, but I really kind of try to set some goals for myself. Um, and he's probably not cringing about that. Um, I tend to be, when I first got here, I was just so ridiculously goal oriented. Like I need to be able to do this by this time and this by this time. And, um, so I've kind of learning a lot more about training horses and the horsemanship aspect that we teach a lot of people when they come to the ranch. Um, what I'm learning is that the goals, um, can just be, progress oriented and not reaching the end goal doesn't mean there wasn't progress made. So I'm, I get a little less cranky about, you know, whatever it happens to be at this point in time. But like, for me, one of the things that really keeps me motivated is entering the rodeos and planning where I'm going to be going next and which horses I'm going to run. I'm currently actually being motivated by a lovely intern that we have at the ranch this year. She's from Israel She's oh, cool. here for three months. Um, she's a pretty handy horse girl, and she is bringing back some of the passion for riding the young horses that I think I have been missing for a while. Uh-huh. So um, it's been kind of cool to have her here for the last week because I'm getting up in the morning and I can't wait to climb on a colt. Um I went through a stage where I kind of just, my motivation was just one barrel race to the next barrel race to the next barrel race. And that was good. And that worked, but it doesn't help you bring your young horses along. So I, I really like to get, um, I really like enjoy having the interns here and, and, and learn from them because they always have a different perspective on things than we do Yeah, Um, because they're coming from different experiences than we have. And, um, so that that's really fun. It's been fun, at least for me, to watch the growth in myself. From yeah, interns mean I can't go at the barrel race. To interns mean I get to learn, and it's going to make me better at the barrel race.
3: Yeah, I, I think that I think that's yeah, after after being out there with you. I think that that really kind of sums things up overall. Just. I'm motivated when I'm out there, just being out there motivated more about my myself. I'm not really necessarily a goal-oriented person as much as I'm a task-oriented person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and setting big goals just make me angry, so I just don't. I just <laughs> make sure that each day I have tasks that I want to accomplish that day. And, and mm-hmm. you know, rather it's uh, with the horses you know, or with the dogs. It's really a task based thing. And and I can definitely see that being out there in South Dakota where setting some big goals that sometimes you guys have no control over what the weather's gonna do and and letting it get get you down or you don't have control over how the animals are going to mature or who's gonna come up lame or you you know who right. who got caught, who got you know there, there and, have uh, been several missed barrel races because of the weather. <laughs> Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I definitely um, I I know just uh, getting to know you, Zach, as far as, you know, who you are, it just the time spent out there helped me kind of center myself and and put things into perspective because it just isn't like that. And I think that's something that we should all remember that sometimes goals beat us up more than they help us get where we're going. Yep, for
2: sure.
0: Thank you. I'm we're we're glad that's what you got from it. That's really what the what the overall goal of everyone on the place there is to be able to help you get grounded, centered, find that peace within yourself that lets you grow in whatever direction you choose to.
3: Yeah. And 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 on that, you know, when I brought Cheyenne out, our youngest uh boy, she's she's just taken on a whole different I don't know. She's, she's got a different outlook and she's so excited to be heading out there uh, in a couple of months, um, uh, for her time. And, and, uh, she, she really is just kind of got a different mindset and is ready to, to be out there and spend it with you guys. And she told me, she goes, yep, I see what you're saying, how you just have to experience Zach and Jen's place. (laughs) Um, so I, I value what you guys have to give and, um, motivation is definitely I hear you know other people that we talk to that are in rural areas that they tend to complain a lot about well there's nobody here and how do I market and what do I what am I supposed to do and and uh, you guys are are really kind of the I don't know the anchor you you guys throw a lot out there as far as what's happening on on your place and and you're making things happen in the world and I think that's pretty cool.
0: You bet. And I think that it's important for us, and we always try to be thoughtful about this. And every time we get a chance to talk about all the good we're doing, we're part of a family there. And without the family doing the things they're doing, several others in the family work off the place. We've got our cousin Bert working with us who does a lot of the the real ranch work that we get the credit for. We've got Melissa who started out as an intern and now is part of the family and the staff there. And yep. our, a lot of the things that we're doing to to increase the capacity of the place is so that everybody that would want to has a place.
3: Yeah. You may have a daughter named Cheyenne. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she might not come home. We'll, we're take, all about we'll take her. Daughters.
1: <laughs> Having the photography workshop out there, much of what I do when I go out to ranches is just observe first and. You know, watch what's going on around me, watch how people are working uh, and and pick up on the relationships. Now, out at out on uh, Zach and Jen's ranch there, it was a completely different story in that it's very, very quiet, mm-hmm. you know, very mm-hmm. quiet handling. And Zach even opened up the the workshop for me by talking about his philosophy with uh, lifemanship. Zach, would you mind telling us about that?
0: Absolutely. So it's a it's a concept that my brother Guth and I have kind of been developing over the last fifteen or twenty years and it all started on the foundation of exploring the the Dorrance Hunt method of horsemanship. We got exposed to it through a a neighbor of ours, Nub Long, who who had studied with a student of Ray's. And I've, I've only ever been to one Ray Hunt clinic. I've met Buck branneman in passing, never got a chance to meet Tom Dorrance. So the things that we're doing are our best effort to interpret or mimic the success that they had. But our goal is as much for the other entities involved as it is for the horse. You know, Ray would always say he's there for the horse first. Well, I'm, I'm here for the people. Because if, the people, if we help get the people right, the horses are all going to have a better deal. That, the, the whole philosophy of lifemanship centers around awareness, becoming aware of yourself and your surroundings. And awareness is a function of time and, and space. Once, you've, once you fine-tune your awareness, you, you start to work on empathy and understanding where the other things that you're interacting are coming from and what their motivation is in this coexistence and then taking your overall goal whatever that might be and adjust your presentation so that you and these things that we're you're coexisting with whether they're coworkers horses cows dogs cats whatever chickens even I I work yeah. with the chickens on this building that communication and adjusting the way you're presenting yourself to try to get to that eventual outcome, which is presumably better for everybody.
3: Yeah. I think that so many people, um, listening to this, if, if you can just close your eyes and, and just feel it, uh, it, that is truly like just powerful words. Jen, what, uh, tell us your take on all of that and and how you shifted gears from you know growing up in and not necessarily growing up but coming from Texas and training barrel horses to to kind of what you, where your mindset is now. I'm training barrel horses as I am training
2: really broke horses. Yeah. Um, and you know for me the the big difference is that in a lot of cases, barrel racers take a lot of shortcuts. They will change the bit or they'll, you know, they'll just teach their horses just a few maneuvers because ultimately all they need them to do is turn three cans. Yeah. If you will. And and so there were quite a few things that I felt like I understood about horsemanship before I moved here, but the philosophy of Zach and the family is so different that what I've been able to adopt is, is actually the slower pace, you know, your barrel horses, yes, they're supposed to go fast, but um, I have learned to enjoy all the little things and I've learned to slow down, to go fast. The horses sure like me a lot more for it. I don't grit my teeth when I ride them anymore. You know, there's no running a spur in you know, the side of one it's um, it's a very much more thoughtful way of going. Mm -hmm. And what I find very interesting is that I didn't necessarily, I didn't grow up in an unthoughtful family per se, but it was, um, my, I had never considered adjusting my presentation around people. That was like not the thing you did. And it, and, um, you know, you knew that there were going to be some horses you might get on that, that were used to picking a fight with someone. And so you just didn't pick a fight with them, but it never occurred to me to do that with people until I got here and as I, and I'm still not good at it by any means. I'm getting better. Um, but making the adjustment, um, to people has really helped, has really helped, um, from a horsemanship standpoint. And, and I'm hoping that in 10 years, I look back and think, gosh, I was really still didn't know what I was doing now, you know, that, because I practiced it that much more. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that answers your question.
3: Yeah. Yep, for sure, for sure, it does.
1: Jen, you have a you have a goal to get to the NFR, right? Yes. And what keeps you motivated to do that?
2: Quite honestly, I really want to put myself in a position where I can help more people with their horses when it comes to barrel racing. I love the sport so much, um, but I also I see a lot of horses that. Um, you know, they maybe need a little more help than they're getting, and it's not because the girl that owns them doesn't want to do the right thing by her horse. Because barrel racers love their horses an awful lot. Yep. Um, it's because she doesn't know. But there's a catch twenty two in that in a lot of cases, and that is that unless you're out there winning, nobody cares what you have to say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, you know. Do I get asked often, oh, man, you know, your horses are good in the alley. How do you do that? Yeah, I do get asked that question. But um, I haven't had the opportunity yet. This will be the first year that I'm going to have the opportunity to have three to four horses going down the road with me. That I'm hoping we'll all be the same and set this amazing example so that people can mm-hmm. start thinking, well, gosh, she's got four horses that can do that, you know maybe it's something she's doing because I've only ever had one horse that could do that. And in that case, it's probably the personality of the horse. Um, so I think that's what Casey motivated as far as that goes. And I just absolutely love barrel racing. It's addicting. Zach will tell you that it, it's an addiction that can never be cured. <laughs> uh, once a barrel racer, always a barrel racer. Um, but now I, I really consider myself a horseman that enjoys running barrels.
3: I like it. Like yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah.
1: How about on a daily basis, Jen, being out there and, and I, you know, I, I'm focusing on you here for a minute, um, specifically talking about social media. Now, you know, a lot of people, it can be a double-edged sword that, um, some people feel like they need to keep up with other people and for others, it, it doesn't even matter. They just keep doing their own thing being out there on the ranch in the middle of South Dakota, how do you stay motivated to keep producing images and keep producing yourself and keep being the horses to get down the road?
3: It's your chickens. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my chickens. My, yes. That, that give everyone, everyone has the chagrins when it comes to the chickens. Yeah. Um, I think that um. I think I love beautiful things. I I know I love you. I shouldn't say I think I love. I know I love beautiful things. And so um, on one hand, the motivation is my life is beautiful. Even on days that, it you know, somebody might think, holy crap, that was a terrible day. My life was still beautiful that day. Um, And then, of course, the second thing is now that I have continued with it and I've gotten kind of out there and um, have... Have built a following. I am now getting some paid influencer jobs, and you know that makes it that makes it even easier for me to stay motivated because you know my job next job might be right around the corner. But it also allows me the social media aspect allows me to promote the ranch. It allows me to promote um, the people on the ranch. I you know, Melissa makes cinches. Kelsey does beadwork. work. So I get to promote all of those people. Um, yeah. And I find it interesting that I think I'm actually an extroverted introvert because there are days when I'm just like, I'm going to just stay home today and I'm not going to go hang out with the family. Um, but then here I am on social media all the time. So that, that could be a little bit of a, an irony, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, my motivation is that I feel like social media makes the world smaller and it, and it allows us to connect in a way that we couldn't connect with people before. So I get to share my beautiful life. I get to get some paid jobs, and make a little money so I can go down the road with my horses and you know, I get to make my horses famous too. A.V. is like Instagram. Everybody asks about him all the time.
3: Yep. yep.
1: I think social media in in the most positive aspect has built bridges between different people, different communities being Absolutely. Able to you know, share our lifestyles no matter what that lifestyle is. Uh, I think about it just generally um, or not even generally but just between um, us here you know sharing the, Mm -hmm. the ranch and doing the photography workshop out there and there is you know for me there's a ton of motivation going out to your ranch and doing the workshop out there because of the peacefulness of it yeah there's a lot of you know there's a lot of workshops but there's not a lot of workshops that you get to go out on a working ranch and participate in the activity. Yeah. And in, in the first year, um, you guys held a branding and half the photographers, you invited to help, you know, yeah. put down the cameras and come in and help. Um, <clears throat> to the the evenings out with the mares and their foals, that is,
3: Yeah.
1: I, I mean, that is just motivation in itself. And then Zach, on your side of things, uh, and not just Zach, but Zach and Jen, uh, the whole family sitting around mm-hmm. the bonfire mm-hmm. and and just BSing and enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Um, for such a rural area, you want to see some tight knit family.
3: Well, and it, and it feels so community. Yes. It, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. <clears throat> Zach, what, what, uh, what advice do you have uh, for people out there? that are maybe struggling with motivation or even just um, just need a boost, something to hear that kind of kicks them in the pants to help them move forward?
0: Oh, man, that's a good question. So I would say that a lack of success doesn't equal failure. The fact that you're willing to even try is a success. So embrace that and accept that as empowering you towards where you want to go. Find something that you're passionate about and find a way to, to provide for yourself and your family through that if you can. If not, find the release that you need to, to kind of soothe that passion. Because if we don't do something that we're passionate about or that we enjoy, we're, we're a lot less value to others in the world if we're not happy about what we're doing or how we're doing it. So really, really try to tune in
1: on that.
2: I like
1: it. Jen, how about you?
2: I'm going to probably sound like the broken record, but I'm on record as saying find what you like to do and find a way to do it. Um, I always tell people I always wanted to be a real cowgirl, not just a rodeo cowgirl. And, yes, I got lucky because Zach is awesome. Um, Zach is and- awesome. Yeah, the whole, the, it it just sort of the whole thing fell in my lap, but, um, you know, you can't be, you can't be afraid of hard work. And I spent a lot of years being afraid of failure in multiple different venues in my life and, um, it was miserable. So you can't be afraid to take the risk and to, to, to try and to do, you know, the things that you that you think it's going to take to get you where you want to go. I love the idea, Joe, of you talking about writing down your tasks for the day. That's a, brilliant. I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier. <laughs> it makes me um, feel
3: good to cross them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It does. Um, but,
2: but I think that you have to find the thing that you're passionate about and then figure out how that fits into your regular life. I always tell people if it's a priority, you'll make time for it. And, um, I think too many people forget that. And it's easy to forget that these days we've got, you know, all the entertainment at our fingertips and we can just come home and have a glass of wine and binge watch Netflix. Yeah. And, and when we maybe should be writing a book or, you know, setting up lights, working on our photography stuff, if that's our deal, then I mean, there's, there's numerous things. So I love the idea of writing the tasks. And then, and then I think, you know, having, having, um, the big picture in mind and for sure you have to get rid of the people in your life that do not want the absolute very best for you.
3: Yeah. And that can be challenging for sure.
2: It's, you know, and it, it isn't that you have to like do these whole big friendship breakups. It can be something as simple as you just don't talk to them as often. And then eventually you grow apart, um, there isn't any need to make them feel bad for how they make you feel or right. for the fact that you feel like they're always a negative Nancy or whatever. Um, you just very slowly lessen your lessen your time with those people. And that's one of the great things about living here is that it hasn't really mattered what sort of harebrained idea I've come up with. Zach's like, cool. You know, or the family's like, Oh, good. Good for you, Jen. <laughs> you know, Do that. Um, And, and if it were not for Bert and Melissa being here to take care of the stuff that needs to be taken care of, I wouldn't get to go down the road. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, you just have to put people on your team that want the very best for you. In my case, it's the people that surround me. It's my vet. It's my farrier. It's, um, the people that we, that we bring to the ranch, um, that all, everybody wants to work for the, you know, a common goal. And that is let's let's find our inner peace and our happiness and let's you know whatever that happens to be for you good i'll help you get there
1: yeah, that's great as we as we start drawing this down i have a question for both of you and it's it's the same question but there's a saying that i think it was nelson mandela that said this he said it seems impossible until it's done and i want each of you to describe a time that you felt something was impossible, but you got it done.
3: Jen, you oh, get God. to go
2: first. Okay. This is what you should ask Zach for me. <laughs> 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 I mean, that was impossible that I got done. Well, it, I'll tell you what this is. It's, it's not a one thing. It's it's um, basically I had a couple really bad wrecks on some horses, and it got me to a place where I was so anxious I couldn't ride any horses, but the ones that I knew. And, um, I spent probably two to three years of my life being terrified to throw a leg over a colt because all I could see was the worst case scenario. I I couldn't, I couldn't get on them and think, Oh, this feels really good underneath me. You know, you're not bothered at all. We're good to go. Um, and so I think, I think for me, it was overcoming that anxiety. Um, which I did with um, a lot of therapy and some drugs. I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah. Sometimes the drugs are very helpful. And, and now, you know, I thought this yesterday, actually, when I was writing with um, our, our winter intern, Yahail, I thought, man, I'm enjoying this so much to think of all the times that I had so much anxiety about this. You know, I don't want to think back on those times, but it was, a, it was one of those looking back to see how far you've come moments um, oh yes, and so, so that that for me is learning to believe in in my ability again, and learning to believe that I have the skills and and that I have what it takes to keep myself and other people safe. Um, in you know lots of different situations with horses, that that's the biggest one that comes to mind in the in the last year or so.
1: Then how about you, Zach? That's a tough one because
0: the way we were raised there on that place and anything that we've become is a function of our raising on that place, the environment that we grew up in. Everything from walking on to the college football team to try out after only playing one year in high school to embracing a new way with horses to jumping into a job after figuring that I was gonna be a rancher my whole life. I've never seen any of it as impossible because we were always taught, yeah, you can do that. You know, we come from a a place of, you can just do it. It's not the, if you would asked me 10 years ago, would I be sitting in this office doing what I'm doing right now? I'd say it's probably not likely, but the opportunity presented itself we're literally changing the foundations of agriculture finance, not only for Indian country. I think what's going to be the change for the rest of the world. I just don't take impossibility very
1: well at all. I, I love that. And it's it's so purely you. Thank you. You guys, I want to thank you for being on the show with us. Um, this this is Chris. I'm here with my wife, Joe. We've been visiting with... Zach Ducheneau and Jen Zeller out on the DX Ranch in South Dakota. We've been talking about motivation. And if you guys want to join in on any of the podcasts with us, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash SB Roundup, and you can leave us a message and we'll address that on one of our upcoming podcasts. But for now, thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you all soon. I'm adding this special mention into this podcast episode, and I appreciate you tuning in. Jen and Zach and the DX Ranch were just recently featured in the latest issue of Western Horseman Magazine. That's the March 2020 issue. I encourage you to go out, pick that up, and learn more about the DX Ranch. But in addition to that, they can be reached at thedxranch.com. And on Instagram, Jen can be found under the SD Cowgirl. And the ranch itself on Instagram can be reached at the DX Ranch. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you look these guys up.